This is Talkback, 721-1290 or 1-800-568-5309. This is News Talk KGVO, AM 1290 and 98.3 FM, KGVO. Missoula's news and weather station. Hey, welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Glad to have you along. Expressed on Talkback are not those of the staff, management, or advertisers. There we go. Welcome to Talkback, everybody. <laughs> Brought to you this morning by Phillips Janitorial, offering you residential and commercial cleaning with their powerful steam extraction method, bringing tired and dirty carpets right back to life. No job too big or too small. You want a free estimate? Numbers 406-260-6617. Also brought to you by Brooklyn Bagel and Bakery with authentic New York bagels and pastries all the way from Little Italy, flown right into Missoula. Yes, sir, at uh, Brooklyn Bagel and Bakery, located on North Reserve. All right, we are proud to welcome back here in a, uh, with us in the studio is uh, the fabulous Walt Kiro, our resident CPA from Kiro Byington and Associates. Good morning, sir. Good morning. It's great to be back. Sorry, sorry I got to miss out on a previous show, but that's well, okay. Well, that's what happens when yours truly gets sick. What can, yeah. I, what can I tell you? You can't be replaced. Well, sure I can. <laughs> <laughs> Just give them a chance. They'll, they'll do it. Anyway, okay, so uh, we, we, everybody is right in the middle of tax preparation mode, right? Yep. And mm-hmm. I, I know I have been busy. I'm, I'll be meeting with you this week for my own taxes, so I'm really looking forward to that. And since we've been working together for a long time, I know what to do. Because yeah. one, one of the things that you do... Uh, is that you send everybody this huge preparation packet? Which yeah. Is, what's, yeah so what's in that? Well, what's what's in there is we we call it a tax organizer, and a lot of tax preparers out there in the U.S. of A. use those things. Right. Right. And and what it does is it asks you questions if there's any relevant information that you might have in answering those questions is helpful in preparing a return. The other thing that our organizers do and most uh, most others do is, is we bring in the prior year number. And when we bring in the prior year's number, say like W-2s or charitable donations, whatever, uh, it becomes like a checklist. And so if you use that organizer has a checklist, you say, oh, I forgot this item. Right, oh, and right. I got to go dig that out. So the whole process behind that is to organize your data in a format and in a way that helps us uh, prepare your return. But it also allows us to to catch everything. Yeah, and it saves saves time because oh, yeah. because uh, after after you've done this for several years, you kind of know what needs to be done. And uh, the nice thing is, if there's any sort of special event that has gone on in your life, maybe a death in the family, or a sold of a business, or a sale of a house, or whatever, yeah. those are extra things that I know you have things in that packet to cover. Yes, yeah, there, yeah. Uh, most everything that's uh, possible we have available in that organizer. So, you know, it's just. Uh, that's why it's called an organizer. Get, right. get your act together. Okay, so here we go. Uh, the phone lines are open at 721-1290. Uh, we do not have anyone to answer the phones right now. Nick Christensen is off in Lost Wage, I mean, uh, Las Vegas. Yeah. And uh, so we have Christian Grant who's going to be joining us here in a few minutes to handle the phone. So, but I, I, I'll jump in and answer the phones. Uh, you know, if you, have a, if you have a question or a comment or something to do with your taxes, 
The time to call is now because this is the guy with over 50 years of experience yeah, yeah. In, in tax preparation. So, I've done a few. Yeah, so so think <laughs> about that. If you, have, if you think you have a question, maybe you've lost something, maybe you don't know what to, what to uh, if things have changed in your life or, or maybe a, a divorce or a death in the family, it, the time to get those questions answered is now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, because, you know, I'm here for general advice, and if I can steer you in the right direction, right. you know, you're making my day. Because I, I, I do this as a service, and I enjoy doing it, and I love answering questions because it keeps me at the top of my game. All right, so you also brought with you a list of stuff, as you always yeah, do. Yeah, and one thing I, I think I just mentioned in, in casualty was the uh, there's a thing called the millionaire's tax. And the millionaire's tax is is something the voters... All right. Uh, somebody just called a second ago. Uh, I'm not trained on the phone, so call me back, and we'll get you right on. Go ahead, please. Oh, yeah, sure. In November of 2022, the voters of Massachusetts approved a new 4% tax on, on Massachusetts residents with annual yeah. income above a million dollars. So when you combine that with the existing rate of 5%, the tax, top tax rate is 9%. And there's about 16,000 returns in Massachusetts that have over a million dollars of income every wow. year. Wow. So, but, but. How do we th- get on that list? Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, but the, the problem with this is going to be is, is that other states are going to copycat it. Now, I've talked in, in, and it's in my stack of stuff about a a wealth tax, but a wealth tax is asset based as opposed to income based. And, uh, the asset, uh, tax is, uh, probably not going to be constitutional because it just doesn't really follow the formula that the constitution requires. Now, states can usually adopt whatever they want, but, uh, if there was ever incentives for people to leave a state, these are the creatures that, you know, chase uh, chase uh, uh, wealth builders out, and hence tax mig- what they call tax migration. That's right. Right. Yeah. All right. I, I believe we do have uh, uh, somebody on the line right now. Good morning. You're on Talk Back with Walt Caro. Hi. Good morning. Good, Good morning. Mor- Good morning, sir. You're on Talk Back with Walt. Go I'm ahead, sorry, please, I sir. I didn't hear it switch over yet. Uh, hey, I um, got a question here on some equipment that I bought for a business I started Yeah, uh, last year. Uh, I started an all-electric lawn maintenance uh, company. So there, I, I have to discover also if there's a benefit to buying electric uh, equipment for my business. But what is the best way to title that equipment um, in, the, in the business uh, to set up a separate LLC leasing company? Um, to keep it in my name, how do I how do I treat that equipment that I bought? Well, it, it, to keep it as simple as possible, you just uh, title it, if you will. Is the invoices are in the name of your existing business. You could set up a leasing company, but then you have to go through for the formalities of of uh, leasing, uh, putting together leases. Between yourself, you know, you got if you have two LLCs, then one LLC rents to the other and you end up with, you know, 
either two Schedule C's on your personal return if they're single-member LLCs, or in a worst-case scenario, you have more than one owner, more than one member, and you have to file uh, partnership returns for both LLCs. So by, you know, by doing what uh, uh, you've talked about or questioned about, creates a lot of extra work and i you know but you does can it save me does it save me money i mean if i pay an accountant 500 dollars to do it but it saves me 600 uh, you know i'll uh, do that all day long you're not going to save any money that way what what you're doing is is uh uh the benefits of having separate llc set up is is creating more uh creditor protection that, and creditor protection is, is you know, in case the wolves are hungry and they're coming after you, yeah. uh, you know, you, you create a bigger shield. But from an income tax standpoint, you really haven't saved anything or benefit. Okay. I am. I am the only creditor is 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 the deal. That's that's why it's set up the, just the way it is. Yeah. And, and that's fine. But if you uh, are mowing a lawn and uh, the. The electric mower throws a rock and hits somebody, and they sue you. Then, then you're yeah. at risk. Sure. Well, in that in, in that instance, wouldn't they maybe try to sue both the lawn company and the leasing company? Oh, they'll sue everybody. Exactly. <laughs> Equal opportunity lawsuits exactly. here. <laughs> yeah, they look for exactly. everybody okay. with deep pockets. No, but yep, but absolutely. But from an income tax perspective, you're not going to uh, see a, a benefit uh, that you know okay. that I can uh, envision. Are there any special depreciation treatments I get this year for pandemic or buying electric equipment or, or uh, anything else I should be aware of? Well, in 2022 is the end of where we're going to get the the best benefits of bonus depreciation and and whatnot. But in any event. Last year and this year, you'll be able to uh, uh, utilize Code Section 179. I apologize for the code talk, but that okay. allows you to to amortize or to depreciate equipment uh, uh, on an expense basis, and so you get to write off 100 percent. Now, the old uh-huh. rules, the old rules, you could write that off up to two million dollars, but if you invested more than x dollars then you couldn't use that thing that that code section so and you're you're going to be in good shape depreciation wise either in 22 or sure. 23 can I carry with the that depreciation forward if i don't have all the i'm a startup so could i ask you a favor what what's your first name my name's Rob. Rob. I called in before. I'm okay. Rob from a car phone. Okay, Rob, if you if you can hang on, we're way past a break. We're going to come right back and finish this conversation. Okay. Stay with us. We'll be right back with more with Walt Kiro right after this. Okay, we are back on TalkBack. 721-1290 is our number. Walt Kiro joining us in the studio this morning. Kiro Byington and Associates. Rob, I'm sorry to have interrupted you. Please continue. Let's keep this conversation going. Go ahead, sir. No question. Thank you, guys. Um, so my what I was asking is um, that depreciation. I have a lot more equipment new equipment expense this year than i do uh you know income to to offset the depreciation so do i get to carry that forward for future years like a like a capital loss no the answer a direct the direct answer is no but the indirect answer is yes and under these circumstances is is that if if you end up with a net operating loss uh, from your business and uh, combined with your other income and deductions 
And that's a very complex uh, calculation that we leave to the computers. Uh, uh, if you have a net operating loss, that carries forward. And so that okay. to okay. that extent, that answers your question. But what I prefer to do is, is to massage the depreciation. Rather than writing everything off, I'll pick and choose certain pieces to totally write off so that I end up at about a break-even point. And so you, you ah. when you do that, then you preserve depreciation for a future period. So you can depreciate the asset I bought this year in 2025, for example, if I've not taken any to that point. Yeah, but once you, if you haven't taken any depreciation on an asset you purchased in 2023, we'll, we'll be, get specific, uh -huh. and you, you, you take the depreciation schedule that's given for that piece of equipment. So if it's five-year property, then you utilize that depreciation over a five-year period. The alternative is to write the whole thing off in 2023. Got it. Okay. Okay. Yep. Thank you very much. You well, bet, Rob. Peter, Good I luck out it. there. All right. Keep, keep, it, keep it rocking there, sir. Thanks so much for the call. But the phone lines are open at 721-1290. There you go. Uh, give us a call at seven two one twelve ninety. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm trying to play phone man here as well as an yeah. answer. So, yeah, button pusher. There you go. All right. So so uh, uh, we have about three minutes before break. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Well, you know, just uh, want to urge people to be vigilant because this millionaire's tax in Massachusetts is just the beginning because. There's other states are looking at similar proposals. California, Connecticut, Hawaii, Illinois, Maryland, New York, Oregon, and the state of Washington. Yes. Which would be a a a, a bad deal because they don't have an income tax now. Oh boy. And this would be a backdoor way of getting an income tax is 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 uh you know, pick on millionaires. And the only danger, well, not the only, but one of the dangers with that is, oh, what's to stop them from dropping it to half a million instead of a million? So, you know, you just, once you open up Pandora's box, you got to be careful. We got another caller on the line right now. Good morning. What's your first name, please? Hello? Hello, you're on, uh, you're on talk back on KGVO. What's your first name, please? Hello. Oh, they they left us. They went bye bye. Sorry about that. Oh, okay. Anyway, let's keep let's keep going. Got oh. about two minutes to a break. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Uh, it's kind of interesting. An internal deadline made by the U.S. government amongst itself. Uh, uh, the IRS missed a last Friday deadline that had been posed by the Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen. She gave the IRS six months to come up with a budget on how they were going to spend that $80 billion for the 87,000 agents. Right, right, so right. Uh, true to form, the IRS, since they don't answer phone calls, it <laughs> wouldn't be uh, out of this world not to make a deadline. So there we go. That's, that's news that uh, doesn't surprise anybody. But it's kind of ironic that one department, the Department of the Internal Revenue, is uh, not 
you know, fulfilling the uh, uh, the goal that their boss, the, the, the secretary of the Treasury, put out. So we'll see what happens. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Yeah. We're, we're, we're up against a break. We're going to come right back. We have someone waiting on the line right now. If you'll hang on, uh, we'll get you right on as quickly as possible. We do have help on the way with the phones. And so we want to get as many calls in as possible. It's 721-1290. Back after this. With no word in the English language is less convincing than probably. Are you sure we should get matching tattoos on our first date? Sure. Um, we'll probably stay together. Probably? <laughs> it's been 23 minutes since I ate. I can probably swim. Uh, you should wait 30 minutes. Mm, okay, now tell me what to do. Cannonball! Cramp! Oh, I have a cramp. I can probably hit the green from here. Probably. Can I get a mulligan? Ready to go? Hey, are you sure you're okay to drive? Yeah, I'm pretty sober. Yeah, I'm probably okay. Probably okay isn't okay, especially when it comes to drinking and driving. If you're drinking, call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Okay, we're back on Talkback. Let's get right back to the phones. Craig is waiting on the line with us. Craig, good morning. You're on Talkback. Go ahead, sir. Hi, Craig. Go ahead, yeah, Craig. Good morning, Walt. Uh, yeah, good morning. Yeah. I, I have a qu- I have a question. Uh, my wife, uh, we inherited some money from a deceased uh, relative. Yeah. And we have a we have a seventy thousand dollar balance on our house at 2.9%, would we be better off paying the house off or would we be better off uh, putting that money into a 5% uh, federal bond that they're holding right now for six months and then still be able to keep the write-off on the house as well? Yeah, uh, I would, uh, in this case, if you're going to earn 5%, and you're paying 2.9% from an economic standpoint, it would make sense to uh, uh, let the uh, inheritance earn that money for six months. I think I would reevaluate at the end of six months because my tendency uh, would be to follow Dave Ramsey and say, get the heck out of debt right now. Especially when you've got an inheritance uh, uh, doing that. But, you know, six months is not going to make or break anything. And if you can get 5%, the the benefit of your tax deduction from the interest is uh, you have to analyze it. Because I, I probably suspect if you're married, your itemized deductions will not exceed twenty six, twenty seven thousand. So in arguably, you're not going to get in most cases you're not going to get a a tax benefit on their federal return from that 2.9 percent you're paying on that mortgage you may get a deduction on the montana return and that's what i would see with what i see with most tax returns now so but what i would do is just take my time and then you know uh reevaluate when the the five percent earnings uh uh, expires in six months. Then, uh, that then it may make sense to uh, pay the debt off. All right, I appreciate it, sir. Thank you. You bet. Well, good luck. You bet. 
Thanks for the call. All we right, appreciate bye. it. All right, that, that's kind of what this show is all about, folks. 721-1290 is our number, 1-800-568-5309. Uh, Christian Grant here joining us on the phone. Hey, Christian, welcome, buddy. Hello there. Good to be here. Good. Good to have you, sir. Glad yeah. To- Thank you for filling in today. Of the course. Calvary is arrived. You bet. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So, so if you have a question, this this is why this is a very important program, especially at this at this time of the year. In the fact that uh, this is tax time, folks. If you're sitting around preparing your tax returns, just give us a call at seven two one twelve ninety or one eight hundred five six eight five three zero nine. We're going to come right back. Uh, actually, uh, we, we actually we can get take one more call here before we have to take our break. So. Let's get uh, this. Oh, this is uh, Susan. Let's get Susan hey, on yeah. line. Susan, Hi, Susan. Susan Campbell Renault. Good morning. You're up. Hey. <laughs> Hello. Okay. What is the standard deduction now for charity? Because I I remember that it got heightened so that most people never reach that threshold of donation. What what is it, and how much do you have to? to donate before you can start deducting more off your taxes. And I'll get off the phone. Okay. Thanks, Susan. Sure, Susan. Thanks for the call. Thanks for the question. Uh, your charitable donations are are one of several itemized deductions. And as I was just uh, uh, mentioning to the previous caller, that on a standard deduction on the federal return, if you're married, it's around, depending upon your age, twenty six, twenty seven, twenty eight thousand dollars $28,000. And and so all of your itemized deductions, medical, you're limited on state and local income tax and property tax to $10,000. So between medical taxes and charitable donations, you're not going to get a benefit from any of those itemized deductions until it exceeds that twenty six, twenty seven thousand. But that's not true in Montana because the standard deduction on the Montana returns only like about $5,600 per taxpayer. So what we're seeing now is most people do not itemize on their federal return, but most benefit from itemizing on their Montana return. The charitable donation deduction, uh, uh, there's no real given standard amount. Uh, During the COVID years, you were able to write off 100% of your, uh, what you gave away has uh, uh, towards charity and that 100% was tied to your adjusted gross income. It's going to go now go back to its uh, original rule, which is 50% of your adjusted gross income. All right. That is just an example of what uh, kind of advice you'll get from Walt Carroll. By the way, we're going to take our hard break now at the top of the hour. Another hour waits before us. If you have a, a tax question, get on the phone. Get in the list now. 721. Get in the queue now. It's 721-1290. Uh, we're going to come right back after the top of the hour. Some of the best sounds you'll ever hear are generic, safe, effective, even money-saving, just like FDA-approved generic drugs. Even if they don't come in the exact same color or shape as their brand name equivalents, they have the same key ingredients and go through a rigorous review. The views and opinions expressed on TalkBack are not those of the staff, management, or advertisers. Hey, welcome to TalkBack, everybody. TalkBack brought to you this morning by Brooklyn Bagel and Bakery, where uh, they have all your New York favorites. They've got lox and New York cheesecake, cannolis, so delicious, uh, delicious bagel sandwiches. Brooklyn Bagel, located on North Preserve. Also brought to you by Phillips Janitorial, uh, where they offer both residential and commercial cleaning. you got a big job, you got a little job. 
Just give them a call. They'll be happy to help you. The number to call for a free estimate or just to book your job is 406-260-6617. All right, joining us back here in the studio this morning, Walt Kiro, Kiro Byington and Associates. Phone lines are open. That's the reason Walt is here. Not just to talk with me and Christian. (laughs) But to talk with you folks, if you have a tax question, Uh, you're probably sitting around procrastinating <laughs> as to wait a minute what, what 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 what's the debt it's april 18th this year right yeah it's 18th this year because of emancipation day right right being a washington dc holiday and by extension a federal holiday there you go all right so we had a few extra days yeah so that means we still have a few extra days to get all, all of our receipts and, and records together. But if folks haven't been doing that throughout the year, right? Mm-hmm. And then they're, do a mad scramble when, when January 1st or, you know, April 1st comes around. What, what's your advice to these folks? Well, well, for these people, one, get out of that ritual. Do it, <laughs> uh, put your information together earlier and file earlier. And, uh, I've got an article from Dave Ramsey that, talked about six benefits of filing your returns earlier. If you file earlier than April 18th, you're going to avoid processing delays that happen at the IRS, even with their computers. Uh, The IRS still has a dumpster fire on its hands when you got 100 and 150 million returns being filed. So you avoid the dumpster fire. Number two, early filers eliminate the deadline stress. So think about that. For all you people who love to put it off, you're just putting it off and creating more stress when the time comes. So it's kind of a build-up motion. So number three, early early filers average larger refunds. So when you're waiting till the end and scrambling, uh, sometimes you're going to miss deductions. Now, in this current tax environment, the income is pretty well known. Uh, uh, Your employers and brokerage houses, all the 1099 filers and W-2 filers have got the information out to the IRS. And usually most people get those documents and they have them. So uh, it's best to file early, especially once you get those. Now, any time before April 1st is, is a good time. After the 1st of April, then you're going into the Super stress zone. Number four, and this is what Peter alluded to earlier, early filers can protect their refunds from identity thieves. In this case, uh, the IRS will process returns on a first-come, first-served basis. So if you have bad people out there filing tax returns using your Social Security number and creating phony refunds, if they file that return before you do and then uh, get the refund that they fictitiously and fraudulently put together when you go to file your return the system says hey only one return can be filed under that number it'll it'll say you're the imposter right yeah Yeah. and then then the burden of proof is on you to prove who you are let's get back to the phones our good friend larry is joining us all around right now larry good morning you're on talk back with walt go ahead sir hi larry good morning I'm not an imposter, so uh, I have a, but I do have a couple of categories of questions here. Sure. Um, one, uh, are the uh, Trump tax cuts disappearing, and will we have a higher withholding rate in the next couple of years? And uh, my second question is, I just uh, heard the 
uh, Governor Gianforte talking about a refund on our property taxes. And uh, I'm not sure what that form will take, whether that will be a it'll check. Be a, it'll be a or check. Whether that will, yeah, it, it'll be, it'll it'll be, be a, th- a check. $1,000 check this year and a $1,000 check next year. And that that's with the income okay. tax. But then the property tax rebate, I believe, is going to be uh, $500 this year and maybe $500. I, I, I'm not sure, but I know there's two checks coming. Yeah, and, and they're working their way through the legislature yeah, now. Those yeah. they haven't been officially <laughs> sanctioned yet by the by the powers that be. But that 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 was the one thing that the governor was hammering on more than anything else was getting those refund checks out. Yeah, but but Larry, to answer your first question, uh, the Trump tax cuts will expire in the tax year twenty twenty five. So after twenty twenty five, most of those tax cuts will will go away. And and then we'll be reverting back to the old ways of doing things. Okay. Well, I think we lost Larry. But we have all of our phone lines open, by the way, 721-1290, Or you can use the KGVO app. And you hit that message us button. Christian will look at that, or I will. And we will make sure that uh, Walt gets your question. That's what it's all about, folks, is getting all of your stuff. You're, we good? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> okay we're we, we we are it's it's ojt we're doing on the job training this morning see but one of the things you don't realize around here is how important nick is <laughs> and nick is uh yeah doing nick is having fun right now with his with his family so yeah definitely want to give him a little bit of a break i'm good for him so let us uh, go on i get larry is back larry are you back with us buddy there we go. Larry, are you there? Yes. Okay, please uh, please go I ahead. Keep... Okay, um, my question was with those checks, is that counted as income on our next year's income tax? Okay, uh, all I will say is maybe, and here's the, here's the reason why I say maybe. It will be income if you got a tax benefit from the original payment uh, of that tax bill. And as I alluded to earlier, uh, Larry, on your federal return, there is a limit of $10,000 of state income tax and state property tax that you can deduct. So, for example, knowing you, if you're paying twenty, thirty thousand a year in property and income taxes to the state of Montana, <laughs> you would uh, That's most my imposter mode. <laughs> yeah, that you would most likely not have income upon the receipt of those checks. But if, on the other hand, if you uh, only paid ten thousand dollars in property and income taxes for uh, twenty twenty one, and then you get a refund check or 2022 and then you get a refund check then that will become taxable it's called the tax benefit rule and it's called pay to play i call it pay to play (laughs) so if you played and got an advantage of a deduction that later gets reversed in the form of a refund then the refund's taxable okay so what what, what, would be on your both your federal and state uh yeah but on the state you wouldn't be uh you wouldn't be having to pay tax on a refund of a state tax because you okay. never deducted the montana tax on the state return okay 
Yeah. All right. Yeah, it's straightforward okay. as get out, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why we hire you guys. So, so, so basically, we're handing you this with this hand and taking some of it back with the other hand, right? Oh, yeah. That's, that's one yeah. way of looking at it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Peter taketh and Peter giveth away. Yeah. That's kind of what it is. Wow, I wish I was yeah. in that position. I just give, give, give. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. <laughs> hey, Larry, thanks for the okay, call, buddy. Well, thanks hey, so thanks, much. Larry. Appreciate okay, it. We're going to come right back. Yeah. 721-1290, Bev, we're going to get Bev's call on when we come back from the break. And we have several other lines open at 721-1290. We will be right back. For over 100. We are back on Talkback. Walt Kiro joining us this morning. Kiro Byington and Associates, our resident CPA, and we appreciate him being with us. Let's get Bev on the line. Bev, good morning. You're on Talkback, and you're on with Walt Kiro. Hi. Hi, Bev. <laughs> hello, Bev. Are you there? but I'm not with you. There we go. We hello, got you. Hello. Go ahead. What, what's on your mind, ma'am? Please go ahead. Uh, okay, uh, thank you. Um, I just have two questions because I was on hold and missed what he said about the um, when we get our checks about our property tax. But my, my main question to him originally was, he said early filers do better. My question is, what about if there's changes in the tax forms or whatever, the tax things, on... Um, t- um, TurboTax. Are we, if we do it early, will we miss any changes from the state or federal? Well, there's a potential for that, but usually it, it works in the opposite, uh, Bev. Usually what happens is, and my tax software is no different than uh, 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 other tax softwares, including TurboTax, from this aspect, is, is normally at the beginning of the year, we can't e file all the returns with all the forms because. The IRS hasn't approved them yet or the, the, the schema, as they call it. In other words, the formatting of the forms for electronic filing has not been approved by the U.S. government or the Montana government. And so, you know, complex returns above and beyond just a W-2 or a 1099 are uh-huh. delayed in electronic filing. And so as we get farther into tax season is when those forms get approved and we can electronically file. So usually they, the tax laws don't change in the, in the middle of filing season. Most of those okay. changes take place before January 1st. Oh, awesome. Okay. okay. And then could you repeat about the um, the property tax refund? Thank you. Oh, okay, Bev. Yeah. Uh, for, for those out there who didn't catch that, the property tax refund and income tax refunds will be includable in income, but only to the extent if you got a tax benefit. In other words, did you get a deduction on a tax return for that property tax paid or that income tax paid? Because... If you got a tax benefit in the form of a deduction and it later reverses itself, then it's taxable. That's that's the the short shrift of that. But the 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 forms and whatnot to calculate that can be incredible. So, but it all depends on facts and circumstances. Bev. So I hope that answers you your bet. question. All right, let's. Uh, we have another caller on the line. I believe this is Deanna. Deanna, good morning. You're on with Walt Kiro. Thanks for holding. Please go ahead. Hi, Deanna. 
Hi. I have a question. I recently um, became self-employed, and I am trying to decide. I now not have to um, pay the 7.9% self-employment tax or whatever the percentage is for that. Yeah. And I'm trying to decide um, whether or not to do that because I, I work in an industry where those uh, self-employment taxes can be um, waived. So, but I can't claim my health insurance premiums if I do that, and it doesn't go um, as a, against my Social Security if I don't pay that self-employment taxes, from what I understand. So I'm just trying to decide whether I should pay the self-employment tax and be able to take the health insurance premium deduction for myself and my husband, or if I should not pay that 7 and not get to deduct that and not have it applied to my Social Security. Okay. If you're, you know... Um, if one from column A. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 this is a can of worms. When you start getting into uh, self-employment tax and income tax, for people out there who are self-employed, you're, most people that are self-employed get caught up with the two-tax uh, structure because uh, uh, some items are deductible against income tax and some are deductible against the self-employment tax. You would think they would be the same, and they're not necessarily the case. You alluded okay. to self-employed, uh, and you talked about health insurance. If you have a net uh, income from your uh, business, uh, the, the health insurance that's associated with that business is deductible from income tax, but uh, it's not deductible from self-employment tax. The self-employment tax takes the bottom line from your Schedule C, sole proprietorship that Peter's familiar with. Or if you're in a partnership where you have self, uh, self-employment self income, then you pay that Social Security tax, and it's 14.3%. Uh, that that you get to pay that tax on. So uh, people who are self-employed get that big tax because even if they're in a smaller income tax bracket, say 15%, by the time you add self-employment tax, you're at 30%. Yike! Ouch! And then Montana tax on top of that. So uh, when you're self-employed, you you gotta you gotta hold back money to to cover those taxes. And so 35 percent is a is a pretty good number to hold back and put in reserve. So mm-hmm. uh, uh, it does that. You know, uh, it gets complicated because there are some uh, ministers out there who are self-employed and they get. Uh, uh, special deductions, uh, uh, housing allowance, and they, it gets really complex. Okay, okay. Yeah, um, what I have understood, uh, notary fees um, are not subject to self-employment tax. Um, and so, but I'm just wondering if I should claim those notary fees in order to be able to deduct that health insurance. Uh, well, if you're, if it, if, if there is a special uh, exemption from self-employment tax, uh, the uh-huh. uh, the self-employed health insurance deduction and uh, uh, is is an income tax deduction, and you should be able to claim that regardless of whether or not you have to pay self-employment tax. There must be a special okay. carve out. Uh, uh, because I, you know, there is for uh, personal representative fees because most people who are PRs for an estate, 
uh, are not in the business of being a PR. And so most of the time they can avoid self-employment tax. And so uh, perhaps okay. uh, is, are your notary fees are obviously you're a notary. Uh, but are you Correct. in the business of being a notary or just do it as a convenience? A business of being a notary. Uh, it's full time. Sure. Okay. 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 Well, okay. good luck, well, Ben. Do you yeah, have any other questions? Thank you for that information. No, thank you for that information. I appreciate your help. Yep. You bet. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. We're going to come right back. We have more of Talk Back on the Way. Walt Kiro joining us here in the studio this morning. Christian Grant handling the phones for Nick today. We really appreciate him coming in to do that. So the phone lines are open. If you have a tax question or a comment, give us a call because it is definitely tax season. We'll be back after this. Okay, we're back on TalkBack. 721-1290 is our number. That is Walt Kiro, our resident CPA from Kiro Byington and Associates. And I believe Don has been waiting the longest. Don, good morning. You're on TalkBack. Hi. Hi, Don. Hello? Hello, Don. Are you there? Okay, so, all right, so who, who's, who, who's the next one? All right, yeah, good morning, you're on Talkback. What's your first name, please? It's Lisa, good Hi, morning. Hi, Lisa, good to hear your voice again, ma'am. What's on your mind? Uh, I would like to ask the gentleman uh, something about an inheritance that I have received. Sure. Um, I received... Uh, in the 60s, my sister and I both received a fair amount of Krugerrands for my dad that mm-hmm. he bought in Germany many years ago. And um, now where the prices are going pretty high, and besides, I'm getting up and up and up in age. No I way. Maybe, I don't believe that. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Everybody, Even my old doctor friend in Germany says, you still sound like you were... <laughs> Years ago. But anyhow, but I uh, have kind of been thinking about cashing those in. And I'm wondering what the good old government would say to me about this income. Because, you know, I can't prove that I inherited them. Oh, well, they're in your possession, right? Yeah. Well, not in my house, of course. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You 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 need a lot of AR fifteens to protect that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I have them in a pretty safe, sound bank. Good, yeah, good, good, good for um, you, uh, Lisa. Here's uh, the U.S. tax laws would work this way, and it, it doesn't matter if your if your father was in Germany or or uh, yeah. Kazakhstan or <laughs> in Connecticut. Yeah. Doesn't matter. When he gave you, did you inherit those for, upon his passing? No, he gave that to us, uh, my sister and I both, and we had to sign off on the house in Germany, which my brother then was to inherit. Sure. And that was, yeah, that was our inheritance. Oh, okay. Um, when you receive it as a gift, has uh, you know the opposite of a gift is an inheritance an inheritance you get from an estate but when you receive the gift before he passes uh, uh, then you walk in his shoes in other words how much did he pay for the Krugerrands because that will be yeah 
I know that what he played it was extremely low compared to now. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I can't prove that either. Oh, yeah. Well, if you have no information, the best information is uh, what you can corroborate, like uh, what the value was on the date of the gift. Uh, that's yeah. not the yeah. best. It's best to have the original yeah. purchase and price. There are ways to research that, yeah. right? Yeah, because there's a trading price on the Krugerrand out the date of the gift. But arguably, she needs to have what he paid. Right. right. Uh, but that's yeah. a, uh, the I, most. I know, Im- I know what he paid, you know, but I, well, how can I prove it? That's oh, the problem. You don't have to prove it. Your word in this particular case is going to probably be the best information available because oh, okay. you're going by what he told you he paid for him. Yeah. Yeah. And it, but but the sum and the substance is if you sell those Krugerrands, then it's going to be a capital gain and the capital yeah, the gain. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. better than ordinary income because uh, yeah. probably it's quite a few Krugerrands, not just one or two. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was thinking, you know, I could prove the day that my sister and I had to sign off on the house. Sure. And that was, you know, about the time that we got those for my dad instead. Oh. That's the only... Okay, uh, a question for you. Um, When you accepted the Krugerrands, was that in exchange for your interest in the house? No, my parents owned the house. Okay. It was strictly my sister and I would not lay a claim on it after he passed away. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just kind of. Mm, yeah. I was just trying to figure out a good way to help you uh, in terms of that, but uh, <laughs> I don't think I'm going to be able to help you too much on this. Well, I was afraid of that. I've been kind of thinking on and off about it. I thought, well, you know, I end up having to sell one at a time, which is ridiculous. But, oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, Lisa, yeah. The only way, yeah, the only way you'd get away with it. Uh, uh, yeah, there are some alternatives to that because I have clients who had the right grandparent and the right yeah. grandparent bought stock in a well-known company for a buck a share. And yeah. rather than dealing with the capital gains at their level, they gave the, the shares of stock oh. to the grandkids. So the grandkids oh, okay. are just killed yeah. when it's when they sell yeah. any of those shares of stock so yeah but, and basically that's the other thing i was thinking you know eventually i'm going to split them and have good to my daughter and have good to my son my dad always said to me my my sisters are long gone my dad said to me and i never forgot that you know if you do not need them for any kind of a emergency in your family or house keep them because you never know if they might save your life. And he was thinking back on World War II, where people had these things and kind of survived on it. So uh, I still have them. I never cashed them. Oh, well, good for you, because if, if, your, if your children inherit it from you, in other words, gets it from your estate, yeah. under the current yeah. law, they get a step up in basis. And so they would have very little capital gain if they sold them. Oh. After they get them from you. Good to know. Yeah. Okay. That's probably the route I'll eventually go since I really don't have to need, I don't have to cash them right now. Right. And don't give them, don't give them to the, to your children. Let them get it from your estate. No, 
Yeah, no, I have no intentions, you know, because oh. they're liable to get rid of them immediately, you know. It's a big <laughs> windfall for them then, and I don't go for that. <laughs> yeah. Lisa, Anyhow. Lisa, we are up against a break. It is Lisa, always a delight yes, to hear your I voice. Thank you. For Lisa, I got, I got some parting words. Auf Wiedersehen. Auf Wiedersehen, no, auf Wiederhören. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know what that means? Hear you again. Wiederhören. Hören is to hear. Okay. Good. You say that if you're with somebody on the telephone. Okay. <laughs> wiederhören. Okay. Got it. Thank you, ma'am. Yeah, wiederhören. Okay. Goodbye. <laughs> we'll be, Bye, we'll Lisa. Be, uh, no extra charge for the German lesson either. <laughs> we'll be right back after this. Stay with us. Okay, we are back on Talkback. 721-1290 is our number. And I do believe, let's see, who am I going to call on here? Let's get, uh, I, I think, Ed, Ed, are you on with us, Ed? Yes, I am. Ed, you, you can hear me. You are up, sir. What, what's on your mind? Hi, Ed. Okay, I've got, I've got uh, several kind of wildly different uh, uh, items here. Uh, first of all, I don't use TurboTax. I do it manually. And I pity the seniors who don't get to fill out the Social Security Benefits Worksheet. Uh, to, to fill this out manually, you've got to be snickering. Uh, by the time you get to the end of the 18 lines of numbers you have to put in there wow. and calculate, take 50% of this, 85% of that, put the smaller of these two numbers here. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, you get a little giddy by the time you get done with that uh, with that worksheet. But it does save uh, you know a few thousand dollars in income. So sure, uh, you know you you've got to do it now, but, Ed. Uh, uh, just an extension on that. Have you done it for the Montana return? Because you get to double down on that. Y- yes, do it for the Montana, and the taxable number is exactly the same as the feds. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> time I do that one too. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. always work that way, but. Uh, generally, it does. Yeah. Okay. Uh, about the itemized deductions uh, for Montana, uh, we don't have enough medical expenses, thank goodness, to yeah. uh, to fill in that you know seven point five percent line. But right. it also says medical insurance premiums not deducted elsewhere on your return. Right. Would that include Medicare Part B? Uh, supplemental insurance, vision, dental, you know, those, yep. that number is pretty big. Yep, that, the answer is yes. The okay. answer is yes, Ed. I just, uh, yeah, any medical insurance, that's, uh, you know, part part uh, B, and C, B and D uh, uh, from Medicare yep. and supplemental and dental and vision and, and uh, yes, long, yeah. well, you don't include long-term care insurance there. That's a separate separate line item, but yeah. The answer yeah, is yes. It's a pretty big number. <laughs> it is, and it's fully uh, deductible on the Montana return. Yeah, well, that's good. Yeah. Uh, gov- the governor was on the other day and was talking about uh, changing uh, the tax rates and uh, for the top, you know, the top bracket, and that effect is going to be felt down through all the brackets, I'm sure. And he mentioned the number uh, 6.9 going to... Five point nine percent. This is for the top top bracket. Uh, well, actually, right now it's six point seven five. It's already they've already lowered it a smidge 
from yeah. uh, six point nine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but <clears throat> they've got various numbers to play with. Uh, th- since two thousand fifteen, I've looked at all of them. They've changed the uh, um, the what do you call it? The uh, taxable yeah. income. You know, for the top bracket, that's yeah. been increasing continuously. And then this other number where they say minus, this year it's 603, $603. It's like a tax credit. Like you've, you do your percentage calculation, and then you get to subtract money fr- from that. Yeah. Uh, uh, and uh, and that's weird. just a shortcut method to, to uh, calculate the tax. Uh, instead of taking a base amount and adding the tax rate uh, above the last bracket, you take the full tax on the full amount, and then you subtract the credit between the amount that's taxable in the higher part of the bracket. That's why you do a subtraction. So it's not a true fudge factor. No, no. It's just a shortcut. It's a math shortcut. Okay, because I I snicker at that (laughs) when I get to that part, too. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you know. It's so much fun for me. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, you've heard of the kitty tax? Uh, and no. you've heard of the kitty tax. So for kids under 17, if they get a lot of interest in dividend income and it's above like $1,000, you have those kids have to pay tax at their parents' highest marginal rate. And Ooh. you think that Social Security <laughs> tax worksheet's a bear. Oh, you're, the weeds are so deep when you do the kitty tax. It's, uh, it's, it, it's mind-blowing. Okay. And, and to do it by hand, I tried to do it by hand about 15, 20 years ago when it first came about. And I said, thank God for computers because this is a nightmare. Okay. Another thing I did was uh, when I did itemized uh, in 2021, I put the light vehicle registration fees deduction under livestock fees by mistake. Oh, do you think they're going to come and check my backyard for cows? Uh, no, but they may look for goats. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's I'm it. kidding. I'm no, gonna... I doubt they're going to yeah. come looking for you. Yeah. Don't worry about yeah. it, buddy. Okay. Yeah, thank, okay. thanks for thank the call, you and thank you for, yeah, for for wrangling all that for us. We're up against a break. We're going to come right back. I believe we have Don and Pete both waiting to visit with us. We're going to come right back. Other phone lines are open too. It's seven two one twelve ninety. Stay with us. We'll be back. Victor deployed for the first time to Afghanistan in 2003. He sustained a moderate traumatic brain injury. One of the most important elements of caregiving is taking care of yourself. For many military veteran caregivers, their caregiving journey starts earlier in life and lasts longer. Visit aarp.org caregiving for a free military veteran's guide to navigate your caregiving journey and better care for your loved one and yourself. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Meet Ingrid, fiery spirit, carrying grandma, proud trucker. I've logged more than 4 million miles in my truck. If people knew what I know, lives could be saved. I was driving outside of Ohio when a gentleman stopped suddenly in front of me. But it takes my 80,000-pound truck 200 yards to stop. I'd given myself extra room, but it's not a chance worth taking. It's, it's our roads. It's, it's our ours. safety. Visit www.sharetheroadsafely.gov. 
Hey, we're back on Talkback. Walt Kiro joining us here this morning, ladies and gentlemen. Kiro Byington Associates. And let's uh, let's get, uh, I believe, Don is up first. Is that right? And I want to have a Tuesday, and I won't get home till 5. Okay. Uh, who, who who do we have on the line, Christian? Okay. Uh, this is Thank you much. This is what? Pete. Pete. Pete, good morning. You're on Talkback. Hi. Hello, Hello, Pete. Hello, Pete. You're on Talkback. Go ahead, sir. What's on your mind? Oh, great, great. Yeah, um, well, I'll say uh, in 20 and 21, I'm a self-proprietor. I had showed losses on my uh, income tax. Sure. My uh, schedule C's and things. Yeah. 22, I did a little better. Good. So is there a way to kind of even these things out? I wish there was, but um, as I mentioned to a previous caller, if you lost money in your business, and combined with all your other incomes in 2020 and 2021 and deductions, and you end up with what we call a net operating loss, then the answer is yes, because you can carry that loss forward to offset this gain. But the interesting thing is, is it won't offset self-employment tax, but it will offset income tax. So uh, depending upon your facts and circumstances, the answer to your question is maybe. <laughs> maybe yeah yeah because uh without seeing your numbers i couldn't tell you one way or the other but uh anyway that's uh that's the best i can give you right now okay well that, that, that's helpful you, okay you yeah, but well. hey pete i'm glad to see you get uh uh, uh, your business profitable. That's a, a typical occurrence. When you, you start a business, you lose money. And then after a year or two or three, then you start making money. Uh, uh, but one thing to, to note is, is that, uh, the, a schedule C, whether you're a single member LLC or a sole proprietor, if you have a loss, it's a red flag for audit. Not that you're going to be audited, but if you go four, five, six years with losses, uh, the chances of being audited rise immen- immense, immensely. Okay. Okay. I know that one, so. Okay. Thanks. Good luck, Thanks Pete. Have a good day. Christian, who's up next? Don is up. Don is up next. Don, good morning. You're on Talkback. Hey, buddy, what's up? Well, I don't know. Are we on? Yes, you're Don, on, Don. You, you are on. We're good. Go ahead. What, what's the, uh, Walt is with you. Okay, Walt, I have two questions. Okay. Number one, I just, uh, it was necessitated that I just install a elevator in my home. Uh-huh. Now, now this cost is uh, pretty substantial. Oh, yeah, uh, no doubt. How do I go about making sure that I get the appropriate deduction on a uh, health-related issue? Okay. Uh, do you have a doctor's uh, uh, prescription or order to put in the elevator? Ooh, I can't hear. Yeah, Don, you're, you're breaking up, sir. You're breaking up. Okay. Uh, I figured that would be the first thing that would happen that I would have to get... Uh, documentation from the doctor right right yeah okay and then uh do you know what the uh, deduction would be okay after uh, the documentation okay yeah okay so we got past the first hurdle which is uh, uh a medical necessity and so then yes. after that is will the uh installation of this elevator uh, increase the value of your house. And so you'll need to get a realtor or an appraiser involved. But 
more than likely, the, the value of the house won't go up, but I can't guarantee that. It'd be best to get a third-party opinion as to whether or not the value of the house goes up. So if it costs you $50,000 for the uh, elevator, and let's say the value of the house goes up by 10000 then you can deduct forty. Does that make sense? Okay, got it. All yeah. right. All right. Okay. Then I can deduct forty thousand. Yep. That's the. F- yep. Yeah. You go through that documentation. That's you know. And I'm using hypothetical numbers, of course. But no, I, I understand that. Yeah. Okay. And I have one more question. Sure. Uh, I I uh, set, I put in, uh, into my house uh, energy efficient windows. Yeah. And those and the cost was quite substantial, also. Now, I was told that I could deduct 10% of the cost not to exceed $200. Oh, now, it, that seems... Yeah, Go there, ahead. there are tax credits available uh, to the extent those windows are above uh, industry norms. Montana has an energy uh, 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 credit available on, on windows and the federal law keeps changing and I don't commit that to memory, but you may, there may be a, a federal credit right now, uh, of, you know, uh, but the maximum uh, that they have on that is like 500 bucks. I'd have to go look it up. I just put it in my software and the way she flies. Okay. Okay. All right. All righty. Thank you very much. Thanks you for bet. the call. Okay. Good luck. Who's up next, Christian? This is Roy. Roy, Roy, good morning. You're on Talkback. How you doing, partner? Hi, Roy. I'm doing real good. I hope you folks are doing real good. Roy, Roy, uh, could you just back off your phone a little bit? You're coming through. You might be distorting a little bit. Uh, we're having some digital problems with your phone. So I uh, just take a deep breath and start over. Okay, probably good here, right? There you yep. go. Go there for it. Go. go for it. Yeah, I have to get, I live up in the foothills, so most of the time I got to get out of the house and make connections. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I like living off the grid, but, uh, you know, it has its drawbacks sometimes. Yep. What's on uh, your mind? This technology, this technology is amazing. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I have two questions for Walt also. The first question is, has federal taxes increased or decreased with the Biden administration? The second question I have is, if I buy silver or gold coins, this may have been asked uh, answered sooner, I don't know. But if I buy silver or gold coins and they go up in value and I resell them, do I have to pay a tax on them? That's oh. the two questions. Okay, no, the first one. Thank, thanks for the call. Go ahead. You bet, Roy. Uh, the the. The second question first is the easiest. If you have a capital gain on whole buying and selling silver coins or gold coins, it's a capital gain transaction. It's taxable. So the, the key, the key here is selling. I mean, you can buy it and hold, and as long as you hold it, you never have to pay tax. But if you sell, that's the triggering event. And, uh, the first question, uh, <laughs> Help me. <laughs> Help me. I am sorry. I uh, I was busy trying to figure out the phones and uh, all that stuff. So sorry about that. But tell you what, we're up against a break. Maybe we will remember during the break. 721-1290 is our number. Uh, we'll be right back after this yeah. one-minute timeout. Stay with us.
On Talkback, Walt Kiro joining us in the studio. We, we, our our, our uh, extremely amazing minds figured out that he wanted to find out about the tax situation with President Biden. Yeah, with President Biden, uh, his his uh, uh, bills that have been passed will raise taxes, uh, but they haven't taken effect yet. In other words, it's going to take next year before they start hitting tax return forms and whatnot. So, uh you know, we'll just have to wait and see. Uh, they're not huge tax increases right now, uh, but if they have their way, uh, you know, uh, it, they, they would go up in, uh, considerably. Uh, yeah, they've talked about raising the taxes on corporations and uh, high-income individuals, but that's still in the planning works. Now that the uh, House of Representatives is... is uh, has the majority in yeah. the other uh, right. uh, party. Well, I, I, a lot of stuff will happen, but it'll it'll get stopped in one house or the other. Okay, let's uh, move on. And I believe is it Al? Al's on the line. Al, good morning. You're on Talkback. What's your question for Walt Kiro, sir? Uh, if it is Zane, <laughs> yes. I'm just trying to just just trying to be a jokester. Oh, uh, good, good talking... way to go. <laughs> You were talking to a lady about, uh, I believe she inherited some Cougarins and what would happen if she cashed them in. And you're talking about paying tax. Uh, in my situation, about 25, maybe 30 years ago, I bought 200 silver dollars. Yeah. Uh, I have no idea what I paid for them. I just figured I could take them down there and get a check for cashing them in. Uh, are you telling me I might have to pay tax on that? Perhaps. Yeah, because it, it's it's treated as a, a sale of a capital asset. And so it's like uh, if you had a rental house and you bought it and held it for 20 years and then sold it, it's a capital asset and it's a taxable event. Uh, somewhere uh, along, go ahead. Somewhere along, somewhere along the line, I, I suppose if I want to cash them in, I should check with uh, the places that would buy them. But somewhere along the line, I could probably take 10 at a time down there and cash them in and not pay any taxes on them isn't that kind of a under the table <laughs> are, 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 are they that in touch with with his situation that they would say hey how would that extra money come from <laughs> well the whole thing is uh uh al is is uh you know when you sign your tax return you're signing the return that the return is accurate and you're doing it on the at the risk of penalties of perjury that you know you you you've prepared that return that's uh, uh, accurate and so uh if you did not report all your income well then you, you know you have a conflict with that perjury statement now if it's a small amount like 100 or 200 bucks that's no big deal but uh when you're dealing with thousands, then it's then it's an important thing. Uh, well, this would be about five thousand. Yeah, that's that that's some real money. That's some real money. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thank you very much. Sir. Yeah, Al. Yeah. The best thing to do is uh, uh, let your kids inherit it. Well, uh, that was actually my plan. My two nieces, but should I put a note on there to make sure they uh, they get a, the value uh, at, at my date of death? Yep. Yep. Yep, and they'll be glad to because they avoid the capital gain, at least under current oh. law. Uh, I know that uh, parties that be, including the administration, want to get rid of that, but we'll see. 
Thank you very much, sir, and have a good day. You bet. Good luck, Al. All right. Thanks, Al. Appreciate it. So are we done with calls, Christian? Okay. Well, thank you. Thanks for filling in today. You'll be here tomorrow, right? Yes. Awesome. Okay. Christian Grant, by the way. gentlemen. All right, so (laughs) we have about uh, three minutes left there, Mr. Walt. Okay, we have a couple items that I didn't get to about the benefits of filing early, like, say, before April 1st. Right. Early filers have time to get their financial means around, if they owe tax, to pay the tax. The worst thing in the world is wait till April 18th this year and find out you have a big bill and you go, oh, man. Where do I get the money? You have to go borrow it. You have to go borrow it, yeah. or you have to go sell something and create more tax to pay the tax. I'm out of children. I can't sell any more children. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, but, <laughs> but anyway, uh, so you, you've got time to plan if you file early and you owe a bunch of money. And it's one thing. You can file early, say, like February 15th or today. And if you owe money, you have until April 15th right. or 18th to pay it. Right. So that's another thing to keep in mind. The other part six of why it's beneficial to file earlier, early filers will have more time to meet with people like me to to get their taxes done. So there's a lot of benefits to uh, planning ahead and dealing with things ahead. So anyway, there we go. You bet. Okay, so we have exactly about a minute and a half left. So how, how about some final advice and some contact information? Well, final advice is if you haven't started, start today of putting your tax information together, uh, whether that's in a file folder or a, a, a box or what. You just grab all the documentation that you have and, and uh, get with the program. Uh, what, the early bird gets the worm? Something like that. Something like that. Right. So. Uh, yeah, of course, you know, it's easy for me to say that. And for some people, it is quite difficult. Uh, we'll we'll, we'll we, see. We have a minute left. So how about some contact information for if people want to hire you to do their taxes? Well, yeah, if they're so inclined. Uh, my, uh, our, our firm is downtown at 269 West Front. We're on uh, in the web at Carol Byington and Associates CPAs. That website is KB cpas.net and those are the two primary ways the other way you can get a hold of me is because i'm a dave ramsey endorsed local provider or nowadays it's called ramsey trusted you can go through dave ramsey and get a hold of me that way always a pleasure walt oh it's fun to be here i love answering these questions thanks for the information thank you christian for filling in for nick uh he'll be back on wednesday so christian will be right there in that chair again so you guys get out there and have a great day enjoy the sunshine we'll see you tomorrow morning bright and early uh for another exciting edition of montana morning patrick barkey 